Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for September 24th, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. The uh, Thursday night games are underway already, so if your uh, favorite team is playing tonight, the best way, if you're not at the game, to uh, keep up to date, or even if you're at the game, you can score along with ScoreStream. They power all of our scoreboards, and we have a top 25 scoreboard and state-by-state scoreboards. Go to scorestream.com to get your app. It's free. You can score along. It's a lot of fun. Tonight in the top 25, we've got a uh, top 25 game. Uh, Trinity, the Trojans, number seven in the country. They rose pretty quickly from their preseason in 23 after knocking off number one De La Salle in the opening week. The uh, Trojans tonight taking on uh, Heritage from uh, Colleyville in Texas. So you can keep up to date with the uh, top 25 scoreboard throughout the weekend. It's right on our homepage. You can also see it in our navigation tab. And again, we have state-by-state scoreboards for you. All you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com in the navigation tab. You'll see scores. Click on it, and there you see it. Alphabetical. Every state. Alabama, right on down through Wyoming. Good show for you tonight. Uh, coming up first in just a couple of minutes, Nunzio Campanile, the head coach at Bergen Catholic, ranked number 24 in the latest uh, High School Football America Top 25 rankings. They uh, fell from number 20 after that shootout loss to IMG Academy last Saturday in New Jersey. What a game that was. 59-47, the Crusaders right back into the frying pan or into the fire. Which way is it? You get a frying pan into the fire. That's what burns a little more. I guess you can, you can survive in the frying pan but the fire oh that burns well the crusaders taking the long bus ride to ohio to take on st edward the defending division one champs out of the state of ohio last year uh st ed's was number one they came to new jersey bergen catholic knocked them off 14 10 so we're going to talk to uh, Co- coach campanile about last year's game about the big game getting the kids uh, to come down from the big game of last week against img academy and uh, a lot more in- including a uh, an inside look at their star quarterback heading to tennessee uh, jared guarantano who uh, had a great game last week. Uh, Statistics, he actually outplayed statistically Shea Patterson, IMG's quarterback, who's heading to Ole Miss. Uh, Jared had a great game, uh, almost broke the school record for passing yards in Saturday's win. Also on the show, and this one's a tough one, Uh, because I'm just getting so fed up with these on-field incidents that are just putting a black eye on the sport. Uh, It all started with the uh, uh, official being attacked at the John J. Marble Falls game in Texas at the beginning of the month. Uh, We had a a shoving incident in Texas where a player shoved an official. Uh, This week in Tennessee, there's film of a a young man who runs into an official. Uh, The the governing body there said it was accidental. We do know officials get run over in the course of a game. Um, I'll tell you what, from my perspective, what I saw, it sure looked pretty uh, pretty on purpose, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, we've had, you know, the incident in New Jersey where the, the, the one player, you know, ripped off another player's helmet and then beat him, giving him 10, stitch in his, 10, 10 stitches in his head. There is the, uh, the incident out here in Southern California where uh, one player rubbed icy hot on the player, another player's face at the end of a play on the field. I mean, these are just disgusting acts that have to stop today the UIL, the governing body in the state of Texas, which uh, UIL stands for the University Interscholastic League. They held a hearing into the John Jay incident, which continues to change as we go through. And you'll hear that in our show a little bit later. We're going to talk with Mark Ball. Mark, longtime uh, head coach in the state of Texas, turned the Wiley program around. He is now the athletic director at the Lubbock Independent School District, uh, heading four programs there. Uh, Mark has a, a, a lot of experience uh, as a coach and an administrator, uh, 40 years in the state of Texas, and he's going to join us to talk about uh, various things that are going on and what we can do to move forward. I mean, that's the bottom line. Uh, the interview we did with Mark was taped earlier this week, and as we tape this part of the show, Show, uh, we're still waiting for the UIL to get done with its hearing, so we haven't heard any updates, and we will try to get to that by the end of the show as far as what the UI will, UIL will do coming out of the hearing. What we can tell you is Mac Breed, the assistant coach at John Jay, who uh, earlier in the week ESPN reported, told his school officials that he did tell the two players that attacked the official to do so recanted that statement, said he was trying to help the kids out, and he has now resigned from John Jay uh, during the hearing that uh, is going on right now as I tape this. Uh, we heard from the uh, the Texas uh, 
High School uh, Officials Association. They had a private investigator come in. The private investigator uh, talked to everyone from members of uh, Robert Watts' crew. Robert Watts is the official who was hit. Uh, talked to the crew, to coaches, players. Talked to uh, Robert Watts' crew last year and said uh, no no one has said that they heard uh, have ever heard Watts use a, a racial slur and and the ones in the game on uh, you know September the 4th say there was definitely no racial slur used by Robert Watts so again waiting for word on that but we will talk to uh, Chris uh, Markball coming up a little bit later about uh, you know how we how we move forward here how we how we kind of get some normalcy back to what's going on. I'm really getting tired, sick and tired of putting these stories up on the website that uh, have nothing to do with games. And they're obviously isolated incidents, but uh, media being what it is nowadays, the national spotlight just shines bigger and brighter as things uh, go viral. So uh, that's coming up a little bit later, second half of the show. I want to welcome in our partners, Echo, Echo1612. These are the guys that created instant replay on the sideline systems. Somebody else, uh, or on the sideline, it's an instant replay sideline system. Uh, if somebody else tells you that they created it, they're lying. These are the guys that did it. It all started with Chad Cargill, the founder, and uh, Tony Merrill, the head coach at uh, uh, Heritage Christian Academy in Oklahoma. They do a great job with this. You can uh, do it without a cellular connection, Wi-Fi, data plans. It's state-of-the-art. They're always ahead. Everybody's trying to catch up. Uh, you know, I see some people out there uh, shooting highlights with an iPad and putting it up. We know who that that group is, and uh, quite honestly, it's not as good as what you can do with Echo 1612, echo1612.com. 1612 stands for the rule that makes it legal. You can't use it during a game in Texas or Massachusetts, but the uh, rule is 1.6.1.2. It's NFHS approved. You can use it replay on your sidelines. Eight seconds after the play is done, a lot of coaches coming out of the booth to be able to show these players. I was at the uh, Mission Viejo Norco game last week, and I saw them using uh, instant replay on their sideline. So it's a great way to show the kids what they did instead of just kind of putting some X's and O's on a grease board or a chalkboard on the sideline. Also brought to you tonight by Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover.com forward slash football. Get your free five-minute demo. What does Crossover do? Well, it's compatible with all the systems out there, including Huddle. And what they do is they break down your game film for you. Not only yours, but scouting an opponent. You no longer have to sit there for hours on end away from the family. Crossover.com forward slash football. They'll give you a demo to show you how they will save you time and money as they break it down into clear, concise forms. You'll see all the tendencies that your opponent has coming up. It's like having your own uh, your own graduate assistant there working on your game film for you. It allows you to do what you do best, which is coach. Not uh, not sit there and break down film and clip film and tag film and all those things you have to do. Crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football. And the good folks at Southern Sport with us tonight, the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. 23 great colors. You get a discount on your order by putting in the code HSFA. Of course, Breast Cancer Awareness Month coming up in October. Make sure you get your pink spats. Everybody wears them. And not only do these spats look great, they keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. They've got 23 great colors, great customer service. These guys are the real deal. It was created by uh, Carl Hoppy Langley, the uh, the founder of uh, the TDI, the Debris Inhibitor Razor, the TDI Razor. That's Razor with a U, by the way, R-A-Z-U-R. TDIRazor.com is where you go. Use the code HSFA. But uh, Hoppy Langley played at the University of uh, Mississippi, the Rebels there, and uh, Hoppy's come up with his darn good product. It's American-made. Yes, it is. Uh, patented. It's all those good things. So uh, check them out, TDIRazor.com. And and once again, uh, USA Today is uh, now part of the High School Football America family, USA Today High School Sports. Wow, uh, Josh Barnett and the crew there, great job. We love our partnership as they take our two-minute drill and all kinds of other content here from Southern California. Check out USA Today High School Football at, or High School Sports at, usatodayhss.com. They are uh, the best. They've been around the longest. The Super 25, the uh, the original rankings with uh, Jim Halley doing that. So check them out. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to go to Jersey, Nunzio Campanile, head coach of the Bergen Catholic Crusaders, looking, looking to improve upon their number 24 ranking in the country. They take on number 21, St. Edward from Ohio. And by the way, if you haven't checked out all of our rankings, 
this year, in addition to the top 25 nationally and our Southern California top 25, we've added a statewide California top 25. We do our regional rankings now, seven regions. You can check them all out at highschoolfootballamerica.com. But I digress. Let's go. Take a break. When we come back, we're talking to Nunzio Campanile of Bergen Catholic, that and more. You're listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. turf rubber pellets be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five-minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football.
High school sports fans, check out USA Today High School Sports, America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USA Today, HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 at usatodayhss.com. Well, we talked about it at the top of the show. Big games last weekend. None bigger than the uh, shootout in New Jersey. IMG uh, with a uh, 59-47 win and an offensive thriller against Bergen Catholic. And uh, the Crusaders go right back into the meat grinder as they hop uh, on a bus and head to uh, Ohio this weekend to take on St. Edward, a team that they beat last year in Jersey. Uh, Nunzio Campanelli, the head coach there in his sixth year, 38-20 and 20 during that stretch. Uh, they never ducked anybody and he's on the line to talk about uh, last week's game and bouncing back from it and a whole lot of other things about 2015 welcome to the show coach thanks for having me well let's uh, kind of get into it from the top which is you know what a what a game <laughs> i had watched it online it, back and forth you know two great teams uh obviously some heartbreak how, how do you or what have you done this week to kind of get the kids you know down off of that high or low depending how you look at it to get them ready for a good saint ed's team this week well, you know, I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges uh, of our schedule and our season is, you know, keeping them focused on the next opportunity, the next challenge. It was such a physical, tough game. Uh, it was such a demanding game. We've actually tried to take it easy on them a little bit this week. But you're trying to balance that with playing such a great team in St. Ed's, you know, trying to keep them focused. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting part of it. We've kind of taken the pads off them a little bit, which is a real rarity for us. Uh, but we, you know, we tried to back off a little bit just to get them ready for another really physical game this week. You know a thing or two about offense uh, <laughs> through the course of time. You've you've put up a lot of points there as the head coach at Bergen Catholic this year. You're over 40. Uh, when you get into a shootout like that, does your uh, do, do you start drawing up stuff in the dirt even though there's no dirt on fields <laughs> anymore? Was that how fun was it even though you guys came out on the, the the short end of the stick? Well, it was a really fun game. I mean, you know, it you know the it was back and forth, up and down the field, and our kids were really excited about, you know, the fact that we started building momentum in the second half. And it's not so much that you're drawing stuff in the dirt, but when you run that many plays, close to 80 plays in a game two weeks in a row, you kind of have to go to some of the things that you work on all summer but, you know, don't necessarily uh, plan to use in a particular game. And, and we did that. You know, we kind of really emptied the, uh, the bank a little bit and kind of <laughs> – now we got to fill it back up, I guess, in these next couple of weeks. <laughs> Nunzio Campanelli on the uh, line tonight. Bergen Catholic's head coach, very successful there, uh, leading the Crusaders program for the last six years, uh, nationally ranked in all the polls. Uh, the Super 25 right now, USA Today, you're 22. And our algorithm ranking, you're 24. Everybody's got you in there at this point in the season. So let's uh, let's kind of you know dial it back before we look ahead to the St. Ed's uh, game and, and just talk about some of the kids that have done a job for you. I guess we, we've got to start with your, your Tennessee commit quarterback, uh, Jarrett Guarantano, who just had an outstanding game, I guess statistically outplayed, you know, Shea Patterson for IMG. Let's, let's go beyond just, you know, the, the obvious, the, the, the stars, the numbers and all that. Where has Jarrett improved this year over his junior season? I know he was injured last year at a point. Well, the, the number one thing that Jarrett's done is, you know, he really understands everything that we're doing and he, he's, you know, when you talk about a guy being a field general, he's really stepped into the role of you know, getting us in the right play all the time, doing things that you would expect out of a mature quarterback, where, you know, in the past, he's always been a very good player and he's been a great playmaker, but now he's really running the team. You know, he's a leader, you know, not just with his actions, but also his understanding of our offense, the other team's defense. And, you know, those things have been a huge improvement for him. So because of that, getting the ball out faster he's able to be more accurate because he has a better understanding of everything that's going on in the field and you know it's, it's really great to watch 
Nunzio Campanile on the line tonight. Uh, Bergen Catholics head coach out of New Jersey and coach out here in Southern California. We had a couple of kids lucky enough to go to the Elite 11 like Jarrett did, and I've talked to not only the players out here but their coaches, and they said, you know, the what what transpired there has you know translated to the football field. There, the the coaches feel and the players feel themselves that they're different quarterbacks in in 2015. Can can you say the same thing that that the Elite 11 you know helped Jarrett, made him a different type of quarterbacks? make them see different things on the field and whatnot? Oh, it definitely helps. You know, I mean, there's a number of facts. I mean, one, getting around other great players. Uh, you get to see, you know, the way other people prepare around fantastic coaches. Uh, they're getting exposed to some things that they don't always get to see in high school. And on top of that, I think that some of the things that we've been teaching them, when they go out there and they hear the same things, it means a lot to them to say, it gives them confidence to say, yeah, all right, that makes sense. You know, we've been doing that for a couple of years and, you know, you know, I'm over here with Trent Dilfer or somebody like that. And he's, you know, he's kind of basically saying the same thing we are. I think that that goes a long way for kids and giving them the confidence that, hey, this is what we're going to be doing at the top. And it's, uh, it's paid dividends for them. Talking Bergen Catholic football on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports tonight. And uh, like I said, Jarrett's at the top, but you, you've, you've got some good skilled kids there and all that. Let's let's talk about some of the kids that you've liked through the first three games, kids that are stepping up, making a difference for your program this year. Let's get them in by name and position. Well, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, we've had great work from Gene Coleman, who had a great season for us last year. Uh, you know, Gene's just a really dynamic player, uh, great with the ball in his hands, great blocker. He plays wide receiver, uh, and he pretty much does a lot for us. He, he's been a great player for us for a couple of years. Uh, Karab Adrizi has had a fantastic season, tight end so far. He, he leads our team in catches. Uh, you know, he's a kid that really, you know, he's got a bunch of one double A scholarship offers, but I think that uh, people are missing the boat on him. He, he's a, he'll be a great tight end if somebody takes an opportunity, you know, takes the opportunity to offer him because he, he's he's a tough kid. He's an unbelievable athlete. He's a great leader. He's a great student. He brings a lot to the table. There have been two guys that have really stood out on our offense. Our running backs have done a great job. Ryan McCarthy and Melvin Coven, two seniors. They're, they're both kind of first-year starters, and they're, they're doing a great job for us, too. Uh, last week we had um, uh, Kevin Wright, uh, head coach at IMG, on talking about the the you know kind of what it takes to to hop on a plane and you know fly to New Jersey against you. These are still high school kids, and a lot of these kids, because of the way you run your program, it is kind of college prep. Um, what are the things that you do uh, when it comes to to traveling and and what you'll do specifically uh, to to travel out to Ohio for the St. Ed's game? Well, one of the things is, you know, we, we always try to keep them focused on the task at hand. That, you know, we, even though it's a big trip and all that, we always try to focus on the game. Uh, we, we, you know, we did that when I was an assistant at Don Bosco, and that was very helpful for us. So we really try to keep them as busy as possible. We try to keep them as focused as possible. Like this week, you know, we're going to go out. We're going to practice at Penn State halfway through, you know, let them get off there, you know, get out of the bus a little bit, run around, stretch their legs. You know, then we'll get back to the hotel another four hours than the bus, which is that is way harder than flying, I think. <laughs> and then, then as soon as we get there, we'll pretty much relax, eat dinner, and then go right into our team meeting. And they'll be able to flip around and, and play in the morning. So this trip, as far as you know, there's not a lot of downtime, which is the good thing. I think the less downtime you have, the better. Uh, but you know, it's it's a definitely an undertaking when you take you know 15, 16, 17 year old kids and. You know, you put them on a plane or a bus, and you know, you're taking them out of their comfort zone. Uh, there's a lot to it. It takes it takes work. One of the things that's been good for us, we've traveled to some seven-on-seven seven tournaments in the summers. Each year, we travel to at least one, and it's good, you know, dress rehearsal for the kids. You want to get an opportunity to go out and see what that's like. You know, how important their sleep is, how important hydration is, all those things that. You know, you're telling them about all the time, but to get the experience, it, it's definitely different. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, this Pennsylvania kid can tell you, I, I've driven it a lot of times. It's 366 miles from the Delaware Water Gap <laughs> to the end of Pennsylvania. Then throw in New Jersey. It's a long haul. Nunzio Campanelli is on the line tonight. Bergen Catholic playing St. Ed's uh, coming up on uh, coming up this weekend. And let's let's uh, talk a little bit about, and that game is Saturday, by the way. Um, you beat them last year in a big game, an exciting game on your on your home turf. Um, obviously, you know, change in personnel. You lose some, they lose some, et cetera, et cetera. You get some new guys. Um, how much of last year's game helps you in the preparation for this year's contest? 
Uh, well, you know, they changed coaches, which, you know, yeah. makes a big difference. And there's still a lot of similarities uh, in the scheme. But, you know, whenever you change, you know, there's always little subtleties that, you know, we maybe aren't going to be able to account for just from watching last year. Uh, we got a bunch of tape on them from this year. But I think the experience of playing them and knowing how tough they were, how well coached they are, how physical they are, how athletic they are, I think all of those things, uh, our kids have tremendous respect for them. I mean, we – that was one of the toughest, most physical games we've ever had. The game we had last year, and you know, we kind of, kind of looked around and were amazed that we won the game when it was over with. Uh, and so now going out there, that, that adds another element to it. So, uh, you know, I think last year's game is a great experience for our kids, knowing that these guys are serious and and they're you know they're going to be a really tough, physical, well-coached team that that at least helps our kids go from that last game. You can get focused on the next one because they have a little bit of an understanding of how big a challenge it is. Sure. St. Ed's uh, Rick Finati moving on to uh, the University of Michigan. We're talking to Nunzio Campanelli tonight, uh, head coach at Bergen Catholic. has done a wonderful job there, uh, constantly has the team in the national rankings uh, across the country. And and let's talk about, um, you know, the as, as you move forward. Obviously, your last non-league game before hopping into that cupcake schedule you have in the Big North United. Um, uh, where where, where 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 are you right now uh, where in relationship to where you would like to be heading into the Big North United? I mean, are, are there some things you still want to see out of this team to know that they're ready for that grind of the league schedule? Well, well I guess the, the biggest concern that I have with our team is I think we have a talented team. I think we've got a lot of really older, uh, experienced leaders. There's a lot of really positive things I've seen out of our team. I, I think it you know, might be the most talented team we've had in my six years at Bergen. The, the biggest thing that I want to see is our ability to be consistent and to grow and continue to improve. I think for high school kids, well, really for any team, but for high school kids in particular, when you are challenged every week, week in and week out, you have to find a way to be at your best. And when we head into our league schedule, a couple of those teams have losses that, they're great teams. They're going to be ready to go when they play in a rivalry game. And, you know, like our, our first game in the league is Paramus Catholic. And, you know, they're reeling a little bit, but they have unbelievable talent, the most talent in our league. So our kids have to say, hey, forget the record. Let's understand that we're going to go out and play a rivalry game against a team that really, really needs a win. Are we able to keep our eye on the ball and stay focused week in, week out? That's what I'm really looking for at this game coming up i think it's a great test after coming off a huge national game to go out and play another one to bring the emotion that it takes to play at your best we're going to need that nine times plus the playoffs this year so uh, that's really what we're looking to see this week and then you know every week going forward Yep, Nunzio Campanelli on the line tonight, Bergen Catholic's head coach. And uh, i got to say, Coach, one of the things that I, I think I'm blessed in my life because uh, growing up in the East, I saw a lot of the big big uh, North United games and, and now out here watching the Trinity League. I mean, I, I've seen the best of the best. There's no doubt you two guys just grind it up each and every week. I had uh, Augie Hoffman from St. Joseph Regional on the other week, and he was talking, you know, he had a start in league play against Bosco. And then, you know, last week he played DePaul. So, you know, he had, you know, first three, two of the first three games in the league, you, you get a little bit of an up there, but now you go you know, all through that. Uh, is, is there any secret to that? Would you rather have a break here and there with a non-league game, or would you rather just say, hey, let's go into league play and grind it through? Well, I think what we're always going to be dealing with uh, is going to be a, a slate of consecutive games. They, they kind of got lucky in the way they had to move their schedule around to, to spread them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I would love to spread them out, but it's hard to, you know, I mean, because to get out-of-state games, which we need to get or else we won't have enough games, it's really hard to move off the, the league schedule. So they try to leave the open dates in the beginning. So I think we're going to continually be forced to play a lot of those games almost back-to-back-to-back. <laughs> to back to back. You know, this year at least we have a bye in between. We go Prams, Catholic, the ball, then we have a bye, and then we go Joe's Bosco. So I, I think that that's ideal for us if we can get through these next three games that gives us a great opportunity to catch our breath, you know, heal everybody up right in the middle of the season 
and then go forward, hopefully, through those games into the playoffs. Sure. We had, um, uh, as I said, uh, Coach Wright on last week. And uh, obviously, IMG, very different from you know a, a Catholic school and all that. But he had talked about scheduling. And I know you guys, like I said at the beginning, you don't duck anybody. You've played one of the toughest you know schedules in the, in the country year in and year out. Uh, he had talked about, you know, it, it's getting really, really tough maybe that uh, a super conference could be in the, in the offing with all the, the private schools and that. Do you have any... Any thought on that, uh, whether that could happen, would be good? Uh, any thoughts? Uh, I think it would be fantastic. I know in our area, I know I, I had talked to Coach Benatti last year about the possibility of putting something together more regionally, mm-hmm. you know, and I think if each region did that, it probably would work in football because we got some great teams in our area. I mean, between our area, Philadelphia, D.C., and, you know, uh, Rick was talking about even going as far around as Ohio. You're still talking predominantly bus rides, and that makes it pretty easy. If you did that regionally across the country, you probably could come up with you know some really really good football, and then you know teams could still travel once or twice uh, if they had a desire to do so. You know, but I, I think you would get some really really good gains, and it would make life a lot easier for the coaches and the athletic directors that are constantly chasing all over the place trying to find a, a game for you know October seventh, which is impossible. You know. <laughs> So I think it would be great. I think it would be great for the kids and be great for the schools and be great for high school football. Well, Coach, always appreciate you coming on the show here. We wish you nothing but uh, safe travels and and good luck in Ohio against St. Ed's. And I look forward to following the the Crusaders throughout the rest of the season. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Very welcome. Taking a break, coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. turf rubber pellets be gone the debris inhibitor razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms the razor spelled r-a-z-u-r is favored by athletes who want the look of tape by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The debris inhibitor razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable. And it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The debris inhibitor razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at tdirazor.com. 
TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five-minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football. High school sports fans, check out USA Today High School Sports, America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USA Today, HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. Welcome back to High School Football America. As we said at the top of the show, the uh, UIL in Texas uh, holding a hearing today into the attack on the uh, football official during the John Jay Marble Falls High School football game back over the Labor Day weekend. A, a heinous act by two players. It's uh, you know the the facts are coming out. The facts are changing. It's it's uh, it, it's odd. And today there was testimony before the UIL. And uh, let's kind of catch you up to date before we bring in Mark Ball uh, with an interview we taped earlier this week. And the, the, uh, the, the chat with Coach Ball is to really uh, move forward. How do we improve what's going on? How do we stop these issues that are going on on the field that uh, range from uh, officials being attacked, uh, pushed, to players ripping off helmets and then smacking another player with that helmet after they tear it off of them to icy hot being uh, rubbed on players' faces. So the UIL has decided that Mac Breed, the assistant coach at San Antonio's John Jay High School, has been suspended. He did not testify today. Uh, it's a weird story, ESPN writing, that Breed had told school officials that he did order the attack on the official. That has since been recanted through the attorney and Breed resigned today. He did not testify, but he has been suspended by the UIL. They did say, hey, you know, if you come before us, we may be able to clear you, but for right now, you're not going to be allowed to coach anywhere else before you get in front of us. Now, aside from that, what else can happen? The UIL, uh, after taking the testimony, can do uh, lots of things. Uh, you know, put uh, suspend players. They can put the entire program on probation up to a maximum of, th of three years. They can put the coaches and, and, and you know, uh, head coach and assistant coaches also on probation, suspend them. There's a lot of things that can be done. So that is uh, the latest. It's closed out. So this uh, saga will continue uh, and keep up to date with what's going on by uh, going to highschoolfootballamerica.com in partnership with uh, our great friends at USA Today high school sports. Okay, so earlier this week we spoke with Mark Ball. Mark is a longtime high school football coach in Texas, uh, left the sidelines, and he is now an administrator in uh, West Texas at the Lubbock Independent School District. Uh, he uh, has a lot of experience on both sides of the issue as a coach and as an administrator, and, and Coach Ball gave a real open and honest uh, opinion on what's going on and what we can do to improve things and uh, let's go to that interview right now welcome to the show coach hey nice to talk to you jeff 
Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it's not one of those topics we want to talk about. But again, we're more about trying to educate here. But before we fall into that, and I know you've got some very distinct thoughts on what happened and, 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 and how it relates to what goes on in Texas with your governing body. Let's start with when you read this or hear this and see it. And again, I mean, I uh, it's been on everything, the, the, the Fox News, you know, ESPN, uh, you know, the, the, the morning shows, CBS, NBC, whatever it is. I mean, it's all over there. And it's not the positive nature of high school football. It's a couple of incidents that are happening. What goes through your mind when you when you see these sort of things or read these sort of stories? Well, the first thing that goes through my mind is it, it, it it's almost tragic, you know. And it, it really it really hurts me because being part of you know uh, of this game, being part of coaches, being part of athletic directors. Uh, just like the incident at John Jay, I, I know the athletic director uh, for Northside ISD. He, I mean, he is a quality person. I, I know the football coach at, at, at John Jay. He, in fact, he was out here at Leveland. Quality person, and so you, you, you heard for them. And then, and then, I've also, you know, throughout my career, I'm saying things like this. Maybe not to this extent, but things like this happen that you lose control over, and it really affects your team. It, it affects those players, and uh, it it's uh, it, it just really puts a you know just kind of a a really bad uh, damper on on everything. Mm-hmm. And then I think about what we're trying to do to improve our relationships with the officials and how we're trying to get better officiating and how we're trying to get more people involved in officiating and then you see something like that and that's that's another setback you know for our game so it's just very discouraging yeah, no, it is. And, you know, I, I was going to ask you another question, but because you said that about officials, we it's not just a Texas problem. It's all over the country. We're losing great officials. A, a lot of times it's because of age. I mean, these guys have been uh, officiating for decades, and, and they don't make money. I mean, they, they do it for the love of the game. I mean, you really do believe that, that incidents like this can affect it, where people will just say, you know what, I don't want to go into the profession. Oh, absolutely. And, I'm, you know, we are... Down here in Texas, we're struggling to, to find enough officials to, to cover uh, all of our games, all of our sports. And one thing I know, in fact, I know that uh, we talked about this at our uh, UIL Legislative Council in June, and it's going to be addressed in, in our October meeting. Obviously, they, they don't do it for pay, but I know I, I'm a proponent of our state. I believe we need to pay our officials more. Mm-hmm. And if, if we can do that, maybe we can retain some officials. Maybe we can get uh, some people involved in officiating uh, to, to pick it up. Obviously, number one, you have to have a, a love for a game. You have to be in for the right reason. That, that's why these men and women do what they do. But we also have to really think about what we are doing what we offer to, to make it better and, and to make it a better situation for our officials and to attract more officials. Yeah, no, I agree. In Louisiana, we we did the story earlier this year where they had threatened to strike, and they got to, got some sort of an increase there. Mark Ball on the line tonight. He's the athletic director at uh, the Lubbock Independent School District in, in West Texas, four schools there in the district. Mark, a good friend of ours, uh, also the athletic director of Jason Strunk, who writes the turnaround at Lubbock High for us at High School Football America. And, and Mark, before we started rolling the tape here in this interview, you said, Jeff, it's very, very black and white when it comes to uh, Texas, especially especially about the way this situation is handled and, and the way people should act and, and, and really probably uh, what should be done from here on out. So t- let's tell the people, educate them on, on what the UIL, the University Interscholastic League, says about conduct and how things should operate. Well, for us, it, it starts in our, in our Constitution and policy. It, it starts with our high school athletic plan, and there's a section 1200, it talks about high school athletics and its purposes, and then it gets down to Section 1201 in our athletic codes, which is even more specific. And, uh, you know, the general athletic code has, has seven points about playing the game in the spirit of fairness and sportsmanship and observing all the rules, not only in, in, in letter but in intent, uh, coaches and sponsors uh, not resorting to unethical tactics and, and things like that. And, 
and attempts to skirt the rules, uh, accepting the decisions of sports officials and school officials and respecting those decisions. Uh, regarding our opponents as guests and how we take care of them. I mean, it goes on and on. And then it goes down to uh, Section B of 1201, and there's an athletic code for coaches. And it, it gets even more specific uh, with, with that, Jeff. And it, that, that, that piece has 18 points in it. Uh, and so it's, it, it's, it's right there in, 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 black and, in black and white, you know, for – uh, for us to see pretty pretty clearly, pretty plainly, uh, what the UIL expects uh, our conduct to be. Mm-hmm. Mark Ball on the line tonight, athletic director at the Lubbock Independent School District, a longtime high school football coach as well, uh, turning the program around at Wiley. We talked about him, uh, uh, talked with him about that on an earlier show here on High School Football America. So, uh, you know, the 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 kind of the the firecracker is lit. Um, it started in Texas. Now we have things going on around the country. As an administrator, a guy that's in charge of, of four football programs, which means multiple, multiple, you know, individuals, whether it's your head coach or your assistant coach, is there anything that, that you did as a result of this that you, where you kind of gathered the guys up and said, okay, let's just kind of refresh ourselves? What, what was your approach uh, from an education standpoint with your coaches after this occurred? Well, I'll tell you what I did. Uh, every Wednesday, we, I meet with my head football coaches, who are also my uh, campus athletic coordinators. Uh, so I meet them every Wednesday during football season. And uh, the Wednesday after that happened, I actually ran off a copy of the athletic code, and I went over those points, uh, and specifically in regards to officials. And uh, we talked about those. And ask them to make sure they try to cover that when when they had their meetings on their campus, you know, with their coaches. So that's that that's one thing, uh, you know, one thing that I that I did. I, I at least tried to address it and reemphasize it in, in, in with with that piece. Uh-huh. Uh, and I am sure that a lot of my colleagues throughout the state did at, at least that, and and, and probably more. Talking with Mark Ball tonight, the uh, athletic director at Lubbock Independent School District in West Texas, about uh, some of the incidents going on around the country, and, and not so much about you know sensationalizing it, but you know what can and, and can't be done. Um, let, let's talk about a couple of things that have come out of this, and I want your take um, on on how you would handle, or just your thoughts on the way we should move out of this and away from this, and make the sport better, and make sure these incidents don't occur. Let's let's start with um, I, I told you I saw an interesting uh, conversation with uh, Hall of Famer Fran Tarkington, the, the quarterback on Fox News yesterday. He was discussing this, and he said it's a fine line. Uh, you want to respect your coaches, and if your coaches tell you to do something, uh, you're supposed to do it. It's now come out by ESPN that the uh, the assistant coach has said that he has admitted that he had uh, told the kids to target the official at John Jay. So let's talk about the, the kids first and, and how you balance this, uh, you know, respecting a authority versus also following directions obviously the kids should have a a moral compass i think on this but uh, is there a way to kind of encapsulate this and you know balance it off it's 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 obviously an odd situation at best well uh, again i I don't know i don't know how you balance it I, i think i really believe that if we look at the general way in which we treat officials i think that has to be improved Okay. I mean, Jeff, you, you go yourself and, and go sit down at a junior high football game, a freshman football game, uh, a volleyball match, uh, whatever. You're going you're going to find something in that crowd that is going to be yelling at officials, <laughs> yeah. berating officials. Uh, I mean, it happens. Right. And 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 then I even you know and you know what 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 really makes me feel bad is, is how my own conduct sometimes as a coach toward an official uh, you know, may have may have sparked somebody on my staff or one of my players to do something uh, you know because I'm gonna say you know I've, I've gotten a, a 15 yard unsportsmanlike penalty before mm-hmm. you know and 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 probably some of my players heard me say some things about the official to the official during the you know and 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 
our whole, uh, you know, I just think our whole attitude toward officiating has has been improved. I think uh, that, that's that's one place that we can we can all try to start. And part of that, I think we can help the officials' attitude improve if we treat them better and we pay them better. Right. And you know, try to do something to to make them feel like they they are uh, more part of the game. I, I guess I. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say, but I mean, to me, it's just, and, and you know, you go, you go sit down in one of those games and listen to how people talk about officials. And, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and and I think people think because they purchase a ticket that gives them the right to to berate an official, and and it shouldn't. Yeah, it's a, it's sort of unfortunately the nature of the game. I think I've learned new words uh, by by spending so much time on the yeah. sidelines. <laughs> Doesn't make it right. It's it it just is what exactly. it is. But you know we've kind of stepped over the line. So so let me let me ask you this. And again, I, th- this is it's it's hypothetical, but I I think now that it's happened, I, I would like your kind of take as a coach, and then obviously the administration comes in as well. The the the, the kids, you know, said, hey, the coach told me to do it. They, it's now, in fact, come out that that's what happened. The coach did say that. What would you say to a young player uh, that is told to do something that they deep down know is, knew was wrong? Uh, how would you handle that situation? What would you say to a young man that's being told by an authority figure, supposedly, do this, even though their moral compass is saying, ah, coach, I shouldn't? How, how would you handle that? How would you talk to a player to let them know what to do and, and, and where it falls on the side of right and wrong? Well, I mean that's, I mean it's a difficult conversation to have. It, sure. It's just like having that conversation with your teenage son or daughter about things that they may be involved in. They don't need to be involved in, and uh, it, it it's it's very unfortunate. And and you know as well as I do that that we do have uh, people in 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 education who uh, they they get. They get confused and they get misdirected, and competition sometimes, to me, seems to bring out the the bad side of people instead of bringing out the the good side of people. And this this winning at at all costs, and it is real important. Winning is is very important, and I know in the state of Texas, you can you can lose your job if if you don't win. But you, you have you have a a higher purpose than winning or losing, and, you, and your higher purpose is is what you do for kids, you know, and and how you try to educate kids, how you try to help kids, and so it, it's it's a it's a very difficult it's a very difficult conversation, but I think it's uh, it's uh, something that. Uh, to me, like I said, very very similar to the uh, conversation you would have with, with teenagers about other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, to me, I I think that's the way a conversation would be. No, I agree. And then, and last but not least, uh, you know, obviously, um, first off, you know, in in some way, I'm just glad that the the assistant coach has stepped up from John Jay and said, "I did order this." I think it it kind of takes some of the cloud off of it. You you, you hate to see it, but. Um, now what do you do? Again, you've been, you know, a football coach in many different areas. You've been an administrator. Uh, it, you know, it's all about, you know, kind of coming forward and talking about this. What, what would you do? And I, I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but, you know, how do you handle this now with an assistant coach? Um, you know, is this a, is this a, a person that deserves to be, you know, taken off the staff? Do you, do you look to educate and rehabilitate, so to speak? And maybe re- rehabilitate's a strong word. Uh, where, where do we go from here when you have coaches that do go a little astray well yeah I, th- I think you know each each district is is different now one thing is, is going to happen today and I you know I don't know and we we hear what the ESPN report says but uh, our UIL state executive committee is is meeting again this morning this will be one of the things on the agenda so I'm, I'm interested to see exactly what comes out of that meeting and uh, not that I Want to say that the ESPN report is is not 100 percent right. totally truthful about. But anyway, be interested to see what happens. But then it, it goes back to you have to get with your uh, administration 
and you have to get with the University Interscholastic League, and you know there will be uh, there, each each uh, there's a district executive committee which which starts there. There there could be uh, penalties handed down there uh, that could go to the state executive committee. Uh, more penalties uh, could could be handed uh, down there, and then like I said, you have you have the piece with your with your own school district, your administration. Uh, to determine uh, what you're going to do here, here in the state of Texas, you know, all of our coaches are teachers, uh, also with with the districts. So uh, that that even you know makes it uh, a, a little bit different as opposed to other places in in the United States where coaches are not employees of the school district. And so you you, you have you have to determine a you have to determine a plan. And mm-hmm. I mean that that. What they decide, they they you know they could decide to to keep someone, try to re-educate, rehabilitate. Uh, but I I would say there's you know there's also a great possibility uh, someone could lose uh, his or her job over a situation like that. And uh, so a lot of a lot of things come into play uh, about about what you can do, what you would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know the other piece of it is uh, Jeff. I mean, uh, legally, I, I don't know if there there might be some you know uh, legal action. I mean, there might be some actual charges uh, pressed against someone. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, so then you have that you have that piece of it too. So it's going it's going to take a, a lot of different areas to to, to 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 pull it together, and then and then each one of those areas will will do something. Uh, Different and one area might wait uh, to see if you know if somebody is going to press charges, see where that goes, you know. So uh, I, you know it, it, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I am I am really uh, anticipating what happens uh, today in that state executive committee meeting and see if, see if anything uh, comes out of that. Yeah, like you said, it's a difficult conversation at best. Um, obviously, you know, Marble Falls, the police department's still investigating, the prosecutor's looking in. Now you have this new, you're right, I think it's, there's going to be a lot of, it's, there's a domino effect here, and one domino will affect the other. And, Coach, you know, I, I hate having these conversations. I appreciate you coming in, but now now let's at least have one little piece of fun here because it is all about football and high school football America. Let's talk about your four teams there. We know how Strunky's doing in the, in the rebuilding there, but how are the rest of the teams doing in the district? Let's talk a little football here uh what's what's going on at the other three schools well uh pretty excited about uh, monterey and coronado i think they're really playing some uh some quality football uh they're they're, they're both two and two i think they have a good a, a good chance to both be four and oh uh one of the things that i'm really excited about is you know we a few years ago uh, about four years ago we were able to able to establish true feeder systems where uh, now our, our middle schools will feed directly into the high school. The coach has control of that feeder system. They'll be, you know, they're doing all their stuff offensively, defensively, everything. And so we're this year's sophomore class or uh, really our first group that's come through that feeder system. And uh, we we probably have on, on four of our teams, probably each one of the, those teams is, is playing uh, six to 12 sophomores. And I, I think that's directly, um, you know, because of that, because of that rule change. So that, that's, that's kind of exciting. Uh, again, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're, we're trying to get better. We're, we're building, but I'm really, uh, I'm really proud of, of our coaches, uh, in particular, in their efforts they're making to change the cultures uh, at their school. Uh, you know, we had a great crowd Friday night, the largest crowd we've had since I've been here, standing room only. And, uh, in fact, the fire marshal wouldn't let anybody else in the stadium. <laughs> we finally had to let them in on, on the grass. And, uh, you know, we are, uh, for the first time since I've been here, uh, we had uh, – Monterey sold out all their student pre-sale tickets before the game. And it's the first time it's happened since I've been here. So a uh, lot, lot of neat things. I don't know if you saw the, the picture that I put on Twitter of the stadium that night. Sure it did. Was, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty cool. So anyway, we're just, you know, keep keep grinding away, keep trying to get better, and 
you know, Jeff, uh, I think, you know, one thing I would like to say, you know, we, we, we have these incidents like this, and, and you know, I want to I want to go on record, and I know a bunch of my colleagues feel the same way, that, you know, these are the kind of things that, that can happen anywhere. And no matter the great job people try to do and everything they try to do, it's unfortunate that, that something like this would happen under someone's watch. But, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I've had players get ejected. I've had players, you know, I've had players, you know, try to punch somebody in the post-game handshake. You know, I've gotten unsportsmanlike because I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed maybe of the way that I've treated some officials, the way I've acted towards some officials. Uh, we all, we all have, we all have those things. And so, uh, you know, for me, uh, it, it, it's, it's it's really it's really hard to, sometimes to to, to talk about uh, some of those things. When I know it, it, it just it's so it's so uh, difficult uh, to keep from from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our coaches are so you know so involved. You know, I mean, I you know I had a coach the other day. Uh, I mean, here it is. You know, on on game day, well, you know, one of his players called him said he need to ride because. Uh, you know, his his mom was was unable to to drive, and so he goes over there. Not only does he have to pick the player up, he has to take all the siblings to school on game day, and he's taking all these kids to school. His wife called and said, "Hey, you forgot to pick up your own daughter." You know, so <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's what these what these coaches invest in the lives of the players. I mean, it's unbelievable the the influence and. and and, and what they do for kids, but I mean that's just that that, that that's the kind of story to tell you right there what 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 what, what our coaches are doing. Yeah, and and I think you're you're and you were so right to point that out, and we've tried to do that. And and like I said, I I spent a lot of time talking with those same people you're talking about in the stands, and um, I'm not saying that they they don't understand completely. A lot of them probably played the game when they were, you know, in high school and all that. But I I, I think we've lost sight of the fact that, especially in today's society, with the kind of the breakdown of the family and all that, that these coaches really more than ever have become truly parents to these kids, father figures and all that. And I, I think yeah. that's getting lost in the mix and, and you're right. It doesn't make it right. But again, a couple of bad apples here shouldn't spoil the whole thing. Mark, we, we always appreciate your thoughts. It's always well thought out. I appreciate you saying that, you know, there have been times in your career as you look back, given the, the light of this where maybe you didn't do it right, but you're, you're looking forward and, and looking to improve this. And that, that always impresses me. And, and I just appreciate your friendship and your willingness to come on here and talk about it. So thanks a lot. And, uh, continued success hopefully you can get uh, several of those teams into the uh, into the postseason this year in texas thanks for joining us yeah i appreciate it jeff thanks for having me on again that's an interview we taped with uh, lubbock independent school district athletic director and a longtime texas high school football coach before going uh, uh Turning in the whistle to go into administration, Mark Ball, and uh, Mark has some great takes there. And here is the latest. The UIL did, in fact, hold its hearing this morning, and uh, everybody testified on both sides. The uh, the officials association in there, the Texas High School Officials, officials Association, saying uh, the investigation by a, a private investigation firm uh, not connected with anyone turned up that uh, no racial slurs were used in the incident by the official. That, of course, is the contention of the two players. Uh, What's made it a little bit weirder today is uh, yesterday uh, it was uh, it was Mac Breed, the assistant coach at John Jay in San Antonio, saying he ordered the players to do it and Today it comes out through his attorney that he recanted that he said that, and he has uh, has resigned. He has now, as a result of this investigation, the hearing today, uh, been suspended until there's a hearing before he, you know, he was supposed to come before the uh, the UIL today. He did not, so he cannot return to coaching in the state without going before the UIL, and they're not pronouncing guilt or innocence or anything at this point. They're just saying you need to do this, and he is not allowed to coach anywhere else before he does that. Uh, some opportunities now to uh, leave a little bit bit of time to breathe here. The UIL will come back. They can make this, some decisions on the players involved in the attack, uh, both of them 
uh, out of the school at John Jay, uh, suspensions of, uh, of coaches, of players, uh, of probation for the program. There's a lot of things that can go on and keep up to date with that at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right, uh, now let's uh, wrap things up here. Don't forget to check out all the scores, games going on right now across the country, and you can check it out at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Uh, one top 25 game, Euless Trinity in Texas taking on Heritage. We've got our top 25 scoreboard and our state-by-state -state scoreboards at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, powered by ScoreStream. I want to thank uh, Echo, Echo1612.com. Get instant replay on your sideline. No Wi-Fi, no cellular connection needed, no data plan. Show and tell, baby. Show and tell. That's what you need to do. Kids these days need to be shown what they did, right or wrong. And uh, you can use Echo in your games and get instant replay on your sidelines. The only place you can't use it during a game is in Texas and in Massachusetts. Also, crossover.com. Crossover with a K.com forward slash football gets you a five-minute free demo, and it will save you tons of time and money breaking down your own game film, and scouting your next opponent. They will do that all for you. Tag it up nice and neatly. Break it down. Tendencies down. and All that good stuff that you need to know. It allows you to coach. Echo and Crossover, what do they do? They give you competitive edges as a coach. That's as simple as you can state it. Competitive edges lets you coach the way you need to be coaching. Also brought to you tonight, High School Football America, brought to you by uh, the good folks at Southern Sport, the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor, TDI Razor, Razor with a U R A Z U R dot com. And, uh, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month is coming up next month get those pink spats and they keep the rubber pellets out of your uh, out of your shoes as well and getting all over the place i've been saying it for the last couple of weeks as i go out and shoot games i come home and i just have a mess of these in my shoes and they hurt uh, some fields just have old pellets there they're like little stones they hurt no doubt about it so uh, the tdi razor can take care of that 23 great colors Use the code HSFA when you go to TDIRazor.com to get a discount on your order. And finally, thanking our folks at uh, USA Today High School Sports, our good friends there. The partnership we have, a multi-level partnership with them. Check out the two-minute drill on Tuesdays and Thursdays with them, plus special content from Southern California going to USA Today High School Sports and check out their Super 25 that comes out every Monday along with their computer rankings. You can do so at usatodayhss.com. Time to thank Scott Z back in Ohio for keeping the show running smoothly. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to... High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network.